0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to My Town Hustle. Today's episode is going to be about local economic development, specifically port authorities. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to My Town Hustle, where we take an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. Focusing on trends in urbanism and creative economies, My Town Hustle explores the ideas that make our community special. So
2: sit back and enjoy the show.
0: All right, welcome everybody. My name is Jared Perry, and today we're going to be chatting about local economic development, specifically Port Authorities. we got a guest in the house, Jesse Roush of the Southeastern Ohio Port Authority. How are you doing, man?
3: Good, sir. Thank you for having me on here.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Nice
1: Uh, to have another Reds fan in the house. Yes, sir. Another disappointing year, but...
2: (laughs) I'm not a Red's fan, but it's nice to have another Buckeye fan. Now yes. we got three versus one. Good. So wait a
0: minute, we got two versus one. Brett's a Michigan fan. Oh True. man! What? Well, I didn't know that. Two. This is just, an equal yeah. dogfight. I just wow. learned something. Uh-huh. My bad for just assuming. Oh man! Good.
2: Yeah. Thanks for being here, Jesse. I know. Yes, sir. I'm the oddball. <laughs> You're out. I didn't I know that. On the
3: right side of the line here. Yeah, it's I good. like this. All right. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. So that was Sam Tootin of Sixmo City Services. What's going on? And then the Yoda. Of all things, government, Mister Brett Alphin. We depend
1: too much on cars. <laughs> also, <laughs> hey everybody. Hi everybody. I was Her. like, man, he's gonna take it away from me. He's <laughs> 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 gonna take it
0: away. All right. So um, this is cool. The the Port Authority. I want to I want to get into this. Um, first things first. We're sitting in Inkswell. We we talk about that sometimes. Uh, collaborative workspace Marriott Ohio down on Front Street. And since our inception, the Port Authority. Uh, we made it a priority here at Inkswell to have the Port Authority included in our space as an anchor tenant um, because we love what you guys do, um, you. and I I hope this episode gives you the a platform at least kind of tell people out there that don't maybe have heard of a Port Authority but have they think it's about boats and ships and stuff. Right. Um, give them kind of an understanding of what that is, and then also um, you know what you're what you can do for them, you know, and if there are also any things that you can like, s- things you can tell us that are that are going on, little info nuggets we that people might want to know that are not on the DL. That would be that would be pretty cool. Yes. So, wow. with that,
3: tell us what is the Port Authority. Well, on the local level, we are officially the economic development organization for Washington County, as appointed by the Board of Commissioners. On a state level, there's uh, I believe sixty. Port authorities in total. First one was the Toledo Lucas County Port Authority, 1955. So they had almost a a 50 full year run start on us. We started Mm -hmm. in 2002, but they actually operate a two international ports on Lake Erie and an airport. Staff of 21. So what they do looks way different than what we do here in Washington County. And then there's all variations in between. So uh, you know we're a special purpose vehicle for all sorts of economic development things from financing to actual development projects with infrastructure buying selling real estate um everybody carves out their own niche in that ecosystem
0: okay cool. so i want to kind of get into that you talked a little bit about the the i don't know the tools that you have in your your toolbox so to speak so one of them that i know about that's pretty cool is bonding yes sir mm-hmm. um it's essentially subprime bonding do you want to walk people through what you can do there? And then also um, I've heard about the sales tax portion of this, you know, when people are doing real estate development, what you can, what the port has available to them, you know, and, and
3: saving people some, some serious coin on a construction project. Right. So historically from, um, from a, I'll call, the, y'all use our acronym a good bit here in SIOPA just to reference the organization, but historically we've been involved in several uh, rev, industrial revenue bond which is a conduit financing model for some of our local uh, projects that are over a threshold where this makes sense. You talk about the subprime lending. Typically, we're in a 1% savings. Uh, If you look at the Belprie Medical Campus, that was a $120 million bond issuance that flowed through the Port Authority in partnership with Memorial Health Systems. Mm -hmm. You look at 1% of $120 million, that's a pretty significant savings. Um, most recently we did a 34 million dollar refinancing bond for a local institution here which is going to save them uh, a significant amount of money where again we're right around the one percent mark on 34 million dollars so you know typically a project uh, or a refinancing that's in excess of 10 million dollars starts to make sense from bonding uh, ultimately you have to, to run the numbers but the port becomes a pass-through the bonds backed by the credit of the issuer and the and the person that's taken on the debt or the entity that's taken on the debt and so um, as the only organization in the county to be able to allow those savings, uh, we hope to entertain, you know, the, the bigger project, the better, because that gets us the ability to leverage that. And in a county like we are, and the size we are, doesn't happen a lot. We've done it four times in our 18 years, mm-hmm. but it's something that we hope to, to leverage more often. On the sales tax exemption, uh, you're gonna set up a structured lease deal with a developer. Um we're gonna work to pass through all the materials on a construction project, save them. That's what are we, seven point two percent or two point five percent here? Yep. So um that's a significant savings again on the size of the project. If it's a big enough yeah, project. even a
0: small project. Now, yeah. You know if you got to mm-hmm. I think about this building, right? Um if I'd not known about that prior to, mm-hmm. I mean this was a you know, four hundred thousand dollar job. Right. I don't like just south of ten percent. Saving. Sure. i mean that yeah. would have been really nice you
3: yeah. know yeah. it's it's something that we're hoping to create a structured product going forward we've done it when it's made sense but we've not really packaged it up in a way to make it convenient and known hopefully this podcast begins to set that precedent but mm-hmm. really begin to package that up and present that to developers and say work with us and this is what we can do for you so okay. I'm,
1: I'm curious jesse for the folks that are listening that might not know you know in what conditions or like what type of project would you want to use a bond in as opposed to another type of funding mechanism? Do you have a sense? I mean, I know we've only done it a few times, which tells me that it's challenging, Mm -hmm. right? And it has a lot of pieces, but for someone who wouldn't know, you know, what type of project or issue would be good for passing a bond or using a bond as the vehicle?
3: So understanding, I'm still a bit of a novice in this position. I'm just going to look at what we've done historically and say large scale industrial complexes where, uh, we're creating, we're creating tons of jobs. We have lots of instru- infrastructure involved, um, publicly minded projects where mm-hmm. you take the hospital and what that medical campus means to the city of Belprey. If you take what we've done with the educational institutions, again, that's a, that's a community focused and centric project. Yep. Typically from a port perspective, that's what we're looking for. Assuming it's a large enough project, uh, project to make sense of doing bond financing. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
0: you, you mentioned earlier the, the commissioners are the ones that give you uh, the powers, so to speak. Right. It's, it's handed down or created, I guess, from them. Um, talk a little bit about there's, there's also funding that comes from the commissioners. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of walk through how a port authority is funded both publicly and
3: privately? Right. So when you hear public-private partnership, this port authority is a true example of that because we're effectively a 50-50 split at the moment. Half of mm-hmm. our operating income is covered uh, by the commissioner's appropriation, and roughly half is done through fundraising. Uh, if you look at some of the other port authorities, they're generating money through leaseholds or financing options. Uh, in the most recent bond deal, we did take cut of that. We got one tenth mm-hmm. of the one percent savings as a fee for doing that. It's the first time in the history of this organization we've done that. So that's it's a good bit of mm-hmm. revenue for us. We Congrats hope to continue. On that. Yeah, that. thank Congrats you. On yeah. That. Um, but yeah, we, we work hard on the fundraising. We have a strong base of supporters that historically have given uh, roughly 75 to hundred, depending on what kind of year we have. Uh, despite all the things that have happened in 2020, we're going to raise more money in donations that we're actually going to receive in appropriations from the County. Uh, wow. So that, mm. that to me as the director means a lot to me, because that shows there's a lot of people out there believe what we're doing.
1: And it's interesting, Jared, I'll add that, you know, from the regional perspective, you know, I can remember a time when, and I know this is still true in other places in Ohio, not every county has an economic development entity. I mean, Mm -hmm. some counties just don't have it at all. There are folks that are doing it as their side job, you know, so hey, Sam is also Mm -hmm. the president of the CIC, if you have that, or maybe a chamber of commerce, who is also in his infinite free time Mm -hmm. doing the economic development work of the community or the county, which is even more challenging than what you're describing. So, you know, we're lucky to have, obviously we're lucky to have Jesse, but we're lucky to have the Port Authority. Um, a lot of, again, a lot of communities, real communities out there don't have any economic development kind of asset out there at all. So we're fortunate to have that. Um, and fortunate to have one that's supporting itself and really doing good in the community. So, yeah. you know, we're in a good, we're actually, this is in, in, in terms of this podcast, we always talk about where we are. We're actually in good shape on this one. That's a good feeling. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, kind of walk us through. You don't have to divulge anything, but of the project,
1: unless you want to, like unless <laughs> you <Yeah>. want to, <laughs> yeah. if you want to <laughs> give
0: us the goods, um, walk us through. You know what a typical project looks like for you, kind of cradle to grave. Somebody comes in with an idea. I'm going to assume, or you know, they want to. They're looking for X, Y, Z parcel with certain utility, like, so that people understand that are completely novice to this, right? Right. They're going to understand, oh, wow, they do all of that right. for me? Because mm. I, I'm under the impression that there are people here locally that have the finances to invest in our town and in our community, county, etc. But they don't understand that this, a lot of the legwork can be done
3: for them. and right. I mean, you specifically sure. yep. exist for that. Right. Yeah, no, we have a, a lot of projects in the pipeline right now that look... Um, different depending on which angle you take but uh one a good example is um i spent some time with a potential investor looking in in, in harmer looking for a project he's looking at a piece of property I've, I've helped him identify the parcels i spent 10 years in land work in the oil field so i actually went down and pulled the deeds and ran just a, a, a crude surface title looking for deed restrictions mm-hmm. so i could point him towards many issues that might arise. Uh, we went through the zoning. It's there's different parcels there, and so he's got two different things he needs to consider. Mm-hmm. Sent him a map of the floodplain and what he might have to deal with there. Connected him with the real estate agent. Connected him with adjacent parcel owners. Um, got out in front of the gas issue, which you know I don't know if we want to talk more about that, but it is a big issue here, and so. In working with Dominion closely to to fix a lot of the, the issues we've had in the past, but also help mm-hmm. people navigate a process that's not always been that friendly to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I really just tried to, to walk him in and walk him towards the right people. And then Sam and I were talking about this a little bit before we came on air. I think now I've, I can kind of step back a little bit for right now. He's got some homework to do with the people that I've handed him off to, but it was a facilitator role. Mm-hmm. And so he's got an interest in making an investment here. I'm helping to facilitate the best I can on a little larger scale. Um, we have a company right now looking to do a 30 to $40 million investment somewhere in the County to do methanol production. So it's a little smaller than the project that was announced in Pleasance County last week, but still 15 to 18 highly skilled jobs. Their biggest issue is going to be the gas supply. So uh,
0: so Oh, awesome! Walk us through that because when people that aren't from around here, and quite frankly, people that are from here, they're going to their assumption is, you know, we this is where the gas is. Right. This is yeah. we we have the gas. What do you mean? There's some gas yep. issue?
1: Can well, I want to kind of want to address that for ten seconds. Yes. Oh, please. Is this here, a hot take? Here's a Ooh. hot take. Ooh, hot, first yeah. hot take of the um, grass, 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 grass is important. Grass, <laughs> but more importantly, <laughs> gas gas in the ground is not the same as gas in a distribution system right 100%. just because it's under your feet doesn't really mean it means anything to you yet right which yeah. is the plight which Jesse is going <laughs> to describe to us but you're right Jared i think a lot of people are rightly looking at you know this is the saudi arabia of north america maybe but the challenges of getting that gas from under the ground into a state in a place that we can use it is the real hard part right Right. and that's like the if there was ever an understatement that is the understatement of a lifetime right there Mm yeah
3: so anyway yeah um i'll answer this with an anecdotal uh fix to it in 2012 i got to be a part of the team that drilled the first utica well south of i-70 in monroe county tons of gas there right it's all underneath of It's what we're talking about it's the perception that we have more gas than you know to do with I bought 12 miles of pipeline right away from that well to the Texas Eastern line to put all of that gas into the Texas Eastern line to take it to the Gulf of Mexico. Nobody's using that gas locally. So it just skips right over top of us. What we have available to us is old infrastructure Mm. that's been, it's not been taken care of. It's in need of substantial investment to upgrade. We have large consumers that are draining what capacity we do have, but when you look around at the at just the build in the Utica Shale from t- 2010 to 15 and that peak production, very, very little of that gas is being consumed here locally. Yeah. It's all and I
0: think, so, so to that point, your organization and other organizations, they're trying to get p- manufacturers to come here because mm-hmm. – when it's under your your feet, yeah, that's a real strategic advantage if you can utilize it. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just go. No different why people live by the river and, and live in, you know, uh, areas where you can grow food. Mm-hmm. Right. It's good to be where the s- feedstock is. Right. That's good for business. If you don't, I don't have to transport it from. Southeastern Ohio down to the Gulf of Mexico are you kidding me right right if we can utilize it here that's a strategic advantage for a business so w- what's the next step my that's assumption is question. these are all old you know farm wells that are you know daisy chain together right. lines <laughs> there's no yeah. real compressor stations for any of these things and I know we're talking at a high level for our, our listeners you know that don't understand natural gas but um, there's a lot that goes into you know taking it out of the ground and using it. So, what are, what are some things that you've seen on your end? Um, uh, I guess
3: hurdles to to get it from under our feet and into a usable state. We, ironically enough, it's the big consumers that cause us a little bit of trouble. But we need more big consumers to to help the dominions and the Colombias justify the infrastructure the demand. Rates. Yes, we need demand. We need yeah. more demand. We need bigger customers. That's why the methanol project would have been very helpful. Uh, the western side of our county suffers probably more than the eastern side. Mm-hmm. We need a big consumer down there to bump that demand up on that side of the county. That's going to get Dominion off-center on making an investment that then gets more of that stuff that's under our feet to an end consumer and hopefully remediates even issues down to some of the residential issues that are yep. seen in the city of it's, you It's know, just right down the road from where this project would be seated.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. talk about that because I don't know if people understand – you know there have been restaurants that have tried to open, correct? Yeah. And they're like, "Yep, sorry, you can't have any gas." Mm-hmm. Like you, you literally were not going to give you gas. Right. And they got to fight tooth and nail just to get gas to run an oven in a Burger King. Right. Mm. That's crazy it to d- think about. It is crazy. And we've got a Donatos that uh, is here on Second Street of Marietta that's running theirs off of propane.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it, it, and in some ways, it gets even worse. Most recently, we had a, a, a developer that's uh, presented a project to the public, two spec builds, speculative development to 25,000 square foot buildings, which are you know inventory that we need in this community, not very large gas consumers, right? It's just minimal, just a little bit of uh, heat. It's not like we're putting in an industrial facility. They were denied gas.
2: Hmm.
3: I mean, this is something we absolutely have to have in this community. It's not an abnormally large consumer. And they were also denied gas. Now, yeah. thankfully, they're going to go to geothermal. They had already been thinking about a plan B. There's some other incentives there for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was not a, an absurd ask. Neither is a restaurant that wants to, to just fire the, the grill in the back, right? <laughs> yeah. That that right. should be something that should be available to us. But that shows how tightly constrained the lines are that we have right now. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Do we know and the the hurdle, the dollar figure that we need to overcome because if we're mm-hmm. talking about the western end of the county, um that line, I want to say it's in the 20, 30, 40 million dollars just to construct mm-hmm. yep. the line to get it back over, correct, yep. to where we would need
3: it. The last number we heard was 40. Yeah, 40, 40 million.
0: million. Mm-hmm. So as a public project, mm-hmm. you know, think about that folks. You want to grow your business, you can create, I mean, how many jobs are we That's I don't know, I guess that's my question is how many jobs could we create for 40 million dollars? A lot. Year over year over year, you know, and then mm-hmm. if we, if it is a lot, what 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 steps need to take to put a plan in place to go get that done, and who are the players to do that?
1: Well, in the and the and the most frustrating thing about that, Jared, is these providers like the Dominion's and Columbia Gas, you know, in Ohio they're limited on how much additional charging they can do on your bill for mm-hmm. capital build out. Right. And it's only and I don't know the numbers, so don't at me on Twitter. I know somebody will look it up, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like a dollar twenty five per customer per month or something. And so you it's easy to do the math of we have this many customers in our whole system, not just in our community, but on the whole system. Right. We can charge them a dollar twenty five a month or whatever the number is internet. We can do that math to how much we can make you know bring in per month per year to know we need to construct a bypass that will basically build a, you know, a new a new route that's like 13 or 15 miles long and it's $40 million. Mm-hmm. Here's how long it would take us to do that if we put all of that extra money that we can charge on these fees into that and it's a very long time. Mm-hmm. So to Jesse's point, mm-hmm. that's why they're saying to us, if we had new high volume users, we could speed that up mm-hmm. without having to wait for this incremental revenue right for months or years to do like, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's and,
0: a chicken or the egg kind of a conundrum because the businesses mm-hmm. are saying, well I'm not You want to charge me to build that? Right. Like, you want me to come there, Mm -hmm. and then you want me to pay for your infrastructure. I mean, that's upside-down world. Why would you
3: do that? Yep. And using hard examples with the buildings I mentioned earlier, that's about a $3 million project. The fix from Dominion to get them gas was $3 million. So, you know, that's a smaller fix, yet I just doubled the cost of your project to get you gas. Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't want to dominate this entire thing <laughs> with natural gas. Yes. <laughs> um kind of walk me through uh I guess what what some alternate revenue f- generation items the port has been looking at specific not necessarily from a uh a business park perspective mm-hmm. or an industrial complex but more community minded things. What what could people reach out to the to the port for, you know, if they're looking to rehab a building in a downtown, or, or at least in the periphery of a, like a, a major a micropolitan area.
3: Right. Uh, you know, kind of twofold, we've been looking for opportunities to invest ourselves. And so I think we, as an organization have grown to a point where we're willing to take on partners. And if it's the right project at the right time, we mm-hmm. could come along as an equity partner. At the same time, we talked about the sales tax pass-throughs, um, my background and project management, we're just good to come alongside of you and facilitate and run traps in the areas where you know, a lot of our developers and the people with money, they're very busy people. They have a lot going on. They might not have someone on staff or maybe they're lacking some of the expertise to, to know who to go to and in what order and, and how do we do these things. So you know, certainly we could come along um, for, for a stake, right? For, yeah. a, a, for a cut of that project. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look to be more involved in just executing of projects uh, in in partnership with you know people that are willing to 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 jump in and, and do something with us.
0: Yeah, so I wanted mm. to kind of jump in and talk to the listeners. If you are uh, local or or not, if you're looking at doing a project and you'd like like you like I mean I got this idea I want to put this I don't know maybe it's a uh, a car wash or a uh, a restaurant you know whatever the case may be. One of the advantages of going to a local economic development apparatus like the port authority is they know all the people you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. nothing else, you're 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 like I'd I'd like to do this, but I don't know where to start. Yeah. Call your port authority. Right. You're going to yeah. be able to tell them, you know, okay, we got to deal with you know the county for all of our permits. You know, you're going to have to deal with the city, you know, to get a dumpster out there, and you mm-hmm. know, like just things like that that are. You'll be able to appropriate and build your your capital ex- expenses by just talking to you. Right. Yeah. I yeah. was here one day when you were still up on this third floor, and a gentleman came in, oh, uh, yeah. and he was kind of talking to us about uh, <laughs> a that. historical car yeah. you know, like, museum. So, like, you hear. I don't want people to think like it's only like industrial. Like, people come to you with questions about literally. I'd like to put a car museum here. Yeah. Uh, with what a free, free trade zone. Yeah. Right. That's right. I forgot he about was importing.
3: That. He was asking about the free trade zone and for importing the parts th- that were part of the museum.
0: Let's talk about that because <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Tell yes. us about the free trade zone.
3: Right. So at one time we had an opportunity to take advantage of getting products in and out without some of the tariffs that we see that would otherwise be implied. Um, unfortunately, a former director let that lapse, but that would have been a big opportunity for us to take advantage, particularly the riverfront along. Um, our main industrial corridor here in the county which is where the free trade zone was that allowed for a lot a lot of those companies have international uh, connections and so for them to be able to get supplies in and out without taking on the tariffs that were otherwise going to happen out of a different port uh, or a different area uh, we lost a little bit of a competitive advantage there but that's something that you know we're hoping to get back at some point What's that look like? Yeah. Just uh,
0: application, just applying? Yeah,
3: it's an application. There's a fee associated with it. And, and honestly, I think that's why we eventually let it lapse because there was a cost associated with it. And we didn't. Uh, I don't know that we were collecting the type of data that showed that we were getting a return on our investment at that time.
0: I don't want to dominate all the questions, but I got more. Sam, you got anything you want to chat with?
2: mine's messy about his his perspective of where he wants to take his job um now that he's here Uh, i just sat there and watched all three of you just learning as much as i can because i had nothing to contribute to to the gas part of that but (laughs) um uh, from from my perspective sitting here uh and watching you in this role and being back in this area i think there's a lot of positive momentum that uh, the port authority um has been has been given um and that you've done with uh, other agencies and community other efforts here in, in town so to speak on that a little bit i guess would be what is your ultimate goal um because we're talking about you as a tool for people to come to right. how does that work for you um with these other partnerships like like a main street or the or a chamber or cvb and uh, not so much about what's going on for your funding aspect of that but just your right. partnership with them and what you would like to see right
3: Yeah, so um, this has been a tremendous opportunity, and I I think now's an appropriate time for me to give due credit to Andy Kuhn, who was my predecessor here, who did a tremendous Mm -hmm. amount of work to get this organization sort of turned around and and a structure about it and some feet underneath of it and educated my board and really set the tone for me to be able to come in and then sort of push this towards this direction you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary of being laid off from the oil field, which is kind of what set me in this seat today. And when I had to reinvent my career, so I'm thinking mm-hmm. about what is it that I do, what is it that I'm capable of doing, and, and facilitating business has always sort of been in this role I've been in. It seems simple, but I want to be a professional facilitator of business on behalf of my county. Mm-hmm. I just want to be here to be helpful. I want to help people, whatever the project looks like, no yeah. matter how much money you're investing. I don't. I, I'm not. The capex is it's a sexy statistic, right? But yeah. if you're going to come in here and put one job and put one bit of forward progress in this county i want to help you however i can yeah. it might be research and pointing you off to somebody it might actually be coming along for the ride and becoming an investor with you but you know i think you'll see us in a in a real estate development infrastructure development mm-hmm. project management capacity yeah. um I'm hoping that this Friday we can make a significant announcement about the acquisition of a pretty significant piece of property here in the county. Thanks. That obviously is gonna be a, a huge part of what we work on over yeah.
0: the next ten years. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, it's been
3: a it's been a lengthy <laughs> negotiation, but there's we're either gonna keep going on Friday or we're gonna bury it. So
2: yeah. well, I I think you're absolutely right about, about about the antidote to Andy and just kind of the educational part of it that um that organization has has taken mm-hmm. um, and, and it has changed. So, uh, thanks for speaking to that. And I, I just think it's it's fantastic to uh, be able to have a community where it's not a uh, first place all the way. You know, where you come to us, you don't go to them. You you're able right. to acknowledge. Uh, where your faults are mm-hmm. and where you're not and be able to guide people in the right direction. So right. I think that's fantastic.
3: Well, your point, you, you specifically mentioned main street and, and Christy Thomas, our main street director here and I have spent a lot of time in conversation and looking at how we work together with one another because our missions aren't exactly the same, yep. but they're very closely aligned. And her focus on the quality of life in our County seat is super important to, to me because if our county seat isn't cool and it isn't vibrant and thriving, yeah. it's really hard for me to entice people to come here. Mm-hmm. And when I have people coming in that are, they do have that sexy CapEx number. It is a big project. They are very interested in coming here. I need a place to take them. Yeah. And so if Christy's working as hard as she is working right now to make downtown a great place to be, and I bring somebody into downtown, they're like, man, this place is awesome. I had a great time in downtown Marietta. I can see me being a part of this community that sets the tone for me then to be able to take them out to a site and show them what's there.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. And I'll add this for Jesse, hmm. and, and you might be too modest to admit this, but I think every community and a lot of the issues we talk about, we need advocates. Yeah. And so having someone like Jesse or having a port authority or having a local economic development entity that can also be your advocate is incredibly important because, as we've talked about on previous episodes, you know we have elected officials who they have other jobs, you know, they have so much to do the the task that they're asked to do and their elected capacity is so huge. And having someone like Jesse that can help do strategic thinking, be present Mm -hmm. in planning and other things like that, that help us do smart allocation of the resources that we have is like so important Mm -hmm. on top of all the very transactional things he's talking about. Like, yeah, we need somebody to help us do bond transactions. A hundred percent. Yeah. We need somebody to help us do, you know, sales tax deals 100%. Uh, we also need somebody that can help uh, help guide us and be a partner with other organizations that are working in, in the same way to kind of help those efforts just on the ground keep moving in spirit. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of communities don't have that, and it's clear that they don't. You know, when you don't have it, it's a real loss. Right. And so I know that it's kind of our thing on this podcast where we talk about all the things that we don't have, but really this is one area that we we do have a, str- a strength. A competitive advantage, and and you know, yes, the transactional things that Jesse's doing are important, but I would argue that the advocacy, the partnership, yeah. the kind of critical thinking, mm-hmm. and being able to u- use that w- in conversation and with our elected officials is super undervalued and, and not to be overlooked. That, and, and to really mean important. it, right? It's yeah. one
0: thing to like have the you know, okay, here's the script, here's what I say when I'm out there, etc., but mm-hmm. it, there is a difference. You can come off. A person could come off very disingenuous, if you know they're just reciting. Yeah, here's you know we got a nice downtown. We got you know yada yada yada. Yeah. When you live here, right? When, when you sure. work and play in the in the the sandbox that you're trying to mm-hmm. to better, it, it's it's very different, right? And it, it comes across that way. Um, two other things I want to ask you before we shut this yes, thing sir. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is about politics. Okay. I'd like to know from your perspective, like. How often do you deal with representatives, uh, senators? Right, mm-hmm. because it's it's very sexy in Columbus and in capital cities to say, oh yeah, we're going to create some jobs down in southeastern Ohio. Right, and uh, <laughs> you know is that that, sexy? <laughs> that's sexy. That's <laughs> sexy to it say, is. like oh yeah. Uh, Appalachia, yeah, we're going to invest. Right. I've you mi- know, I've missed all those. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's it's it's I would love to hear your 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 take on that and how often you do, or if you if you don't do it a whole lot, would you like to do it? more. The other one, um, Mm. I've already forgot it. Doggone it. I forgot my pen. You keep talking. I'm going to remember that. Jump right on that one.
3: (laughs) So, uh, I probably do it enough, um, to do it more is good because to Brett's point, the advocacy portion is important to me. Um, I want to carry that forward as much as I can I, I got a phone call from representative Edwards a couple of weeks ago preparing for a conversation with the lieutenant governor about what's going on down here he talked to me and a couple other economic development directors from his constituent base and so we had an opportunity to talk about what are our needs and how do we think we could fix those things um, I appreciate his fighting for Southeast Ohio, and I was glad he, to, to kind of arm him with some talking points. Yeah. Um, we had Congressman Bill Johnson on a call a couple weeks ago about the project that uh, we hope to be able to announce before too much longer. Uh, there's some big fixes there that probably require someone of his ilk to, to weigh in on our behalf. And so um, I try to do it on an as-needed basis. It's yeah. not um, something that I'm, I'm chasing like like some people want to like an ambulance chaser right? some people want to say that they talk to to representatives or senators as much as possible. Yeah. I want to do it when it makes sense and not take advantage of their time mm-hmm. and so when I do have their attention um it's it's a value and we can get something out of it.
2: I think one thing I took from that too is that they have reached out to you, which is a nice n- nice way to hear it too that it's not just uh um you know, it's it it it's a better part of the conversation, right? Not so much you reaching out and, and seeking; correct. they are also seemed like they are actively, yes. you know, asking you what's going on, how you doing, what's correct. the needs, and all that kind of stuff. So, yep, correct.
0: I've already forgot my
1: other question. Forgot <laughs> it. Doggone it. Well, 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 and on the politics <laughs> thing, I think uh, one of the important roles that you know Jesse plays is is with uh, honest level setting for, for yes. what can we do and what's what are some realistic expectations for what we could accomplish. I think there's always these, um, uh, you know, we have the lofti- loftiest of desires and hopes and dreams, and yet, um, a- as we all know, you know, we're constrained by our resources and other challenges. And so bringing some levity to that and understanding that, you know, yes, we can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably can't get the next Google here. But there's lots of things we can do. There's lots of excellent things we can do. Mm-hmm. And, and helping level set that is important because I think having that amongst our populace and having that with our elected officials is, is, is really important, especially in a, you know, our, a community that's high need it's so easy to look at the government or look at our public officials or public entities and want everything. Mm-hmm. And, and having someone like Jesse who is really, really well apprised of our resources and our strengths and weaknesses and what we can actually do is a great voice to have because that conversation can quickly just run away from you mm-hmm. and then before you know it, you're in the paper, or you're, right. or you're in Lowe's, and somebody's giving you the hair dryer speech. <laughs> you know, that's not a big deal for me because I don't have hair, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> so, neither. but it's um, that level setting is important, and I think the pot, to the Jared's point on the politics side, um, you know, Jesse and folks that do things like Jesse does in other communities play that important role of let's keep it to let's be very realistic about what we can do, and yeah. that's an important that's an important role as well. Yeah,
0: right. yep. um, I know what I was going to say now. Good, I talked long and enough. And I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brett's going to like it, too. Yes. Uh, I want to have another episode, so I want to drop this little teaser yeah. in this episode before we Ooh. shut it down. Um, I want to bring you back for the broadband episode. Oh, yeah. Great. I think that would be really good. That's a uh, a topic here locally that mm-hmm. since I, I didn't know or care about it right when mm-hmm. I was not living here. Um, since I've been back, it's all I've heard Yep. for three-plus three, three plus years. Mm-hmm. So four-plus four years now. Yeah. So I think that would be another, if we can snag a couple more minutes of your time oh, yep. later down the road, that would be a really good episode. That would be great.
2: Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, biggest challenge. Because it's been, what, nine months that you've had the job? Yeah, not, yeah. Not Seven or not eight. Yeah. Seven or eight.
3: For me or for the organization? For the community. Both. Both, yeah. Uh, for me, it's probably going to be navigating some of the political aspects. I I would like to believe that we could set a lot of that aside. And I don't just mean political parties. It just mean, so the backroom thing, right? It gets sometimes gets in the way of, of operations and logic. And I don't really like dealing with that. I think organizationally here we are. Um, we were just talking, we we just crossed over the 19 years, next year's 20 years. And people still in this community don't know who we are, what we do. We're taking a step forward with that today. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that in 21 I can push some of that forward but I think just education mm-hmm. and getting people to know who we are and what we do and then I think from a community per- perspective we're high need mm-hmm. we've got a lot of big problems uh, gas, broadband, etc. and how do you fix those? Uh, there's no easy answer in any of those uh, it's mm-hmm. just you get up every day and you show up and you grind it out and do the best you can so keep doing that
1: yeah. uh, y- yes, no question easy one for you. Joey Votto, Hall of Famer. Yes, no.
3: Oh, almost, yes. Agreed. Mm. Give me another mm. couple good years. <laughs> yes, <agreed.
0: laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, if you'd like more info, be sure to check out our show notes. Sam's going to put up some links up there. You can check out our Port Authority, but you can also Google your county that you live in, Port Authority or economic development yep. within your specific county. Um, if you don't have one, uh, Google a neighboring one if they've got a bigger town than yep. you because, uh, you know, as Jesse was saying earlier, you know, the county seat, you know, if that seat is big, and I'm going to say big as in 10,000 more people, then you mm-hmm. probably have got some sort of economic development engine within that right. that county. Yep. Um, so be sure to check that out. If you've got any questions, hit us up, support at mytownhustle.com. Uh, you can also email questions for Jesse or you can hit him up. What's your email address if people want to... Check info, you out. info at se as in southeast there you go um if you have not subscribed or given us a five-star review first of all what's the matter with you why I I do it. Know it now what
1: else do we have to do i know, I know. come on come on <laughs>
0: uh we really appreciate those I've that <laughs> <laughs> you've done it that's great
1: <laughs> sam's mom rated it it's fine i know <laughs>
0: Uh, It helps us get some exposure, uh, certainly populates the podcast at the top of the list uh, for people who are interested in this sort of thing. And that's ultimately uh, what we want to do. We want to come alongside people who are interested in this stuff, not beat them over the head with begrudging submission. So if you could do that, that would mean the world to us. All right. Until next time. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening to My Town Hustle. We would greatly appreciate it if you would share our podcast with someone who you think would benefit greatly from it. But most importantly, subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening.